All right. Call this March meeting of the Williamson County Commission to order. At this time, <clears throat> we will have the invocation by Commissioner Paul Webb and the uh, Pledge of Allegiance by Commissioner Jerry Rainey. Would everyone please stand? Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for all the blessings we have received. Lord, we ask you tonight to be with all the people in the nation of Ukraine as they try to survive. Lord, we also want to thank you for all those brave men and women serving our country in uniform around the world to defend our freedoms. Lord, please guide us in our actions tonight so that we may work for all the residents of our beautiful county. Lord, God of all, please hear our prayer. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, which is invisible, with liberty and justice for all. Why do I want to say amen after that? At this time, we will have roll call. Please press your present button. Have we got everybody? I think that's everybody, isn't it? Call, call the roll, please. Oh, I missed Oh, I missed that he wasn't on. Ricky's not online. He's not. He's not on. He's trying to get logged in. Now it's connected. Present. Now call the roll, please. I have 16 present, eight absent. I have heard from uh, six of them that are out of town on spring break and various issues. One that is running late and. Last one, I'm not sure, but I'm sorry, I assume it's spring break. Uh, do I, uh, would you state for the record who is absent for us? Yes. Uh, absent uh, Commissioner Allsbrooks, Commissioner Chalfont, Commissioner Hudson, Commissioner Mason, Commissioner Morton, Commissioner Nations, Commissioner Story, and Commissioner Williams. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, at this time, we will have approval of the minutes. They were emailed to you. We'll entertain a motion for approval of the minutes. I have a motion by Commissioner Bethard, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Are there any additions or corrections? Hearing none, seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. In favor of the yes button, press your, in favor, press your yes button, opposed your no. Any wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 16 yes, zero no. All right, the minutes are approved. Next, we have citizens' communication. You have. We have uh, one who has signed up. Tori, if you would step up, state your name and city for the record, and we have three-minute time limit. Hi, I'm Tori Kiefer. Um, address is 421 East Thompson Lane, Nashville. Um, Y'all, most of you know me as the 
reporter from the Herald that used to sit right over there for the last three years, but now I'm with One Generation Away. Um, and I wanted to invite you guys to our upcoming spring breakfast fundraiser. Um, it's on April 22nd from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Uh, it's free to attend, catered by Suzette. It'll be a really great time. Um, but yeah, if for those of you who are not familiar with One Generation Away, we are focused on wiping out hunger in our community. And so we distribute food that we have rescued from um, grocery stores, from restaurants, from caterers to people in need. And we um, distributed over 3.5 million meals last year. So um, we have a lot coming up in Williamson County. We're also in Northern Alabama in the Florida Panhandle now. Um, so lots of expansion happening. And we'd love to have you guys at our breakfast on April 22nd. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll let the record reflect that uh, Commissioner Hudson is now present. We got him logged in. Uh, next, we have communications and messages. We have two late filed resolutions that uh, having to do with these uh, recovery funds. Uh, where they have to be submitted to the state tomorrow, and we have been trying to get all the information together for the resolutions. That's why they are late filed. Are there any objections to hearing the late filed? Seeing none, they will be added to the agenda. Uh, that's another reminder is we do not have a meeting in April, so our next meeting will be the second Monday in May. April is our budget month. So here comes Bert. Uh, and while Bert's getting settled in, remind everyone that, uh, of course, we will meet in May, we will meet in June, then we will have a second meeting in June. Uh, and then our July meeting will be a night meeting, not a day meeting. So just as a, as a courtesy reminder to everyone. But, uh, I believe that is all of the communications announcements I have. So as soon as Bert gets settled in, we'll let Rogers come up for his report. Mr. Chairman and Commissioners, uh, <clears throat> let me start off like I normally do, have Nina come up and give us a snapshot of the county for the last 30 days. Thank you, Mayor and Commission. Um, tonight in your packets, we have the budget report for month, the end of January. Um, we're progressing. Uh, through this time of year as usual, nothing unusual to report there. Um, in your reports, we also have the education impact fee. Total collections life to date is 96.8 million. 
and we currently have available for um, projects that qualify 47.3 million. Also in your packet, we have the February privilege tax report uh, for the month of February. We collected a little over 1.2 million and for January, a little over 1.2 million. And those are our reports for the evening. Are there any questions? Seeing none, thank you, Ms. Neal. Mr. Chairman, that concludes everything. I won't try to expound on the meeting. I'll answer any questions that you may have. Commissioner Herbert. Oh, push, your, push your button, Judy. Judy. No, is it blinking? It's blinking. Okay. Try again. It's not coming up. I hear you. Use, you use Betsy's. Okay. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Mayor Anderson, um, I've received calls from constituents about the septic department saying they're concerned about how long it's been taken to get applications approved and the cost of some of the requirements. And I wondered, is there something we can do to take a look at this? Commissioner, we, um, we have had a conversation with the department and um, over the next uh, few weeks and months we'll be doing an efficiency study on the department and we'll also be doing a comprehensive review of our regulations uh, it will not be an overnight fix but uh, hopefully in the next few months we'll get to, the, to find some answers to see uh, what some of the issues and problems are okay thank you mayor are there any other questions? Thank you. And I think tonight we have uh, Mark here with the schools. A little shorter. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chair. <laughs> Good evening, uh, board. I'm Mark Samuels. I'm the assistant superintendent for operations for Williams County Schools. I'm filling in tonight for uh, Superintendent Golden, who's out of town. I just have two quick comments to make. We have one item on your agenda tonight. It's an intent to fund for $15 million for the elementary school we want to build on Cox Road. I will only comment that this was one of the group of projects that were reviewed by Nina and the bond agent between the January and the February County Commission meeting. Um, and secondly, uh, just an FYI, the school board did meet at their regular work session uh, last Thursday, went over our, our uh, budget request for next year. Um, they are scheduled, it is on the schedule for them to vote on that at their next regular meeting a week from tonight. Pending your questions, that's all I have. Commissioner Herbert. Can you hear me now? Uh, Mark, what I was asking, Betsy Hester and I get a lot of questions about the signal and the turning lane at Henpeck Lane for the schools there. And I know it was at one point it was supposed to have been done several months ago, and I understand there might have been some problem with the traffic signal. Can you give us an update on that? Certainly, yes, ma'am. We have three uh, traffic signalization projects going on right now. 
One is between Page Middle and Page High School. The other is the one on Henpeck Road and Lewisburg Pike that you mentioned. The third one is at Independence High School on Columbia Boulevard. The issue that we've had, or our, our contractors have had, is the delivery dates, manufacturing deli and delivery dates on the poles that are necessary for those traffic signals, as well as the electronics associated with it. We just got word last week that at least Page High, that contractor has, I, I hesitate to say a commitment uh, for a delivery on the poles at the end of this month, but that's kind of what they're saying. Uh, the Lewisburg Pike Henpeck one, we do not have a firm commitment, but they're talking June time frame at this time. On the Independence one, we don't even have that. So it's another function of these very, very long lead item pieces of equipment, which were ordered in every case as soon as the contracts were awarded. Uh, so we apologize for the frustration that that's caused, but it's, it's another supply chain issue that we're experiencing now. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Are there any other questions? Thank you. Sure. Okay. Williamson Medical Center. Paul. That's right. I know what that say. Yeah, Phil. I said Phil instead of Paul. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that. That's what I get for trying to go from memory and not looking at my papers. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman and Commissioners, for allowing us to uh, make a brief update for you this evening. With me is Mike Genesee, our CFO, and he'll provide a financial update after my short comments. Uh, like usual, I'll give you a quick uh, update on COVID. Since the inception of the pandemic, we've served over 5,869 5, COVID positive patients, including 2008 COVID positive inpatients. Over the last two years, we pre performed about 43,000 uh, COVID-19 lab tests. For the last 12 days, our total COVID inpatient census has remained in the single digits. And as of today, our COVID-19 inpatient census is two. And that's with no COVID positive patients in our critical care units since March 1st. It's very positive. We're designated, at, our county is designated as a low category for community risk of COVID-19. We continue to follow the CDC guidelines for healthcare as do other area hospitals related to masking and patient care and visitor errors. However, we've lifted some of the restrictions, including expanding our visiting hours and removing the limit of the number of visitors for non-COVID patients. We also return to two visitors in a room for our emergency department. We'll continue to monitor community risk, CDC guidance, and collaborate with other hospitals regarding our COVID-19 policies I expect to see further loosening of the restrictions in the coming days. And finally, our groundbreaking for our expansion and renovation project is April 4th from 10 a.m. to noon. I believe invitations have gone out to each of you and I hope you'll be able to attend. With that, I'll turn it over to Mike. Thank you, Phil. You guys have the financial package in front of you. Uh, January, uh, was a very normal month for us. As you can see from the volumes that we uh, ended up pretty much where we've been almost every month. Uh, admissions and so forth were within just a handful of where we had uh, been averaging. Uh, we generated about a million five in earnings for the month. Um, we generated some cash. Our, our day's cash in hand went from 226 to 231. And our debt coverage ratio is way over what our, our covenant says at 2.65. It was uh, 2.53 last month. So. Everything was pretty much normal for us. Nothing unusual, so. 
Any, any questions? Are there any questions? Seeing none, thank you for the report. Thank you. Is there anyone else wishing to make a report? Moving on to elections and appointments. First up is we have the Sports Authority of Williamson County filling the unexpired term, term expiring in 6 of 22. Resigned is Jack Elder. The nomination is John Schroer. We had the motion by David Landrum, the second by Dwight Jones. Uh, any discussion? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Yeah, I'm warm. There he goes. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, 0 no. Is approved. Next, we have the Highway Commission, two-year term expiring in, in March of 24. Southwest District term expiring Wayne Davis, nomination Wayne Davis. Southeast District, term expiring David Coleman, nomination David Coleman. We have the motion by Commissioner Dwight Jones, the second by Commissioner Megan uh, Guffey. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, 0 no. It is approved. Industrial Development Board, six-year term expiring in March of 28. Uh, res, uh, term expiring is Vicki Manning. Nomination is Vicki Manning. And term expiring is Gail Moyer-Harris. Nomination is Gail Moyer-Harris. We have the motion by Commissioner Paul Webb, the second by Commissioner Megan Guffey. Is there any discussion? <clears throat> Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, 0 no. It is approved. Zoning Appeals Board, five-year term expiring in March of 27. Term expiring, Andrew Ring. Nomination, Andrew Ring. We had the motion by Commissioner Dwight Jones, a second by Commissioner Ricky Jones. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, 0 no. It is approved. Health Board, four-year term expiring in April of 26. Graduate Dr. C.A. Stillwell is expiring. Nomination is C.A. Stillwell. Graduate Dr. Sam Baston. The nomination is Sam Baston. Graduate dentist uh, expiring is Gary Owen. Nomination is J. Gary Owen. Graduate pharmacist. Term expiring is Michael Myers, the, Martin Myers III. Nomination is Martin Myers III. Doctor of Veterinary Medicine. Uh, expiring is Charles Bocamp. Bochamp, hmm? Beecham. Beecham, excuse me, P pardon me, and the nomination is Charles Beecham. 
The registered nurse, term expiring is Rhonda Watson. The nomination is Rhonda Watson. We have the motion by Commissioner David Landrum, the second by Commissioner Brian Bethard. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. In which you change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. All right, that concludes nominations and appointments. Next up is the consent agenda. Entertain a motion for the consent agenda. The motion by Commissioner Lothers, the second by Commissioner Smith. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. All in favor of the consent agenda, press your yes button, oppose your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Consent agenda is approved. All right. Next up, we have a public hearing. Public hearing for a zoning resolution to amend Articles 16 and 23 for the Williamson County Zoning Ordinance regarding sound standards. The public hearing is now open. Anyone wishing to speak to this, please come to the microphone, give your name and address. Going once, going twice, the public hearing is now closed. Resolution 3-22-1, a resolution to amend Article 16 and 23 of the Williams County Zoning Ordinance regarding sound standards. We had the motion by Commissioner Lothers, the second by Commissioner Smith. The Planning Commission was 840 against. Uh, explanation, please, Commissioner Lothers. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Can you hear me? It is flashing. I don't know if you can hear me. There you go. Um, as stated in the top of the ordinance, this is a resolution to amend Article 16 and 23 of the Williamson County Zoning Ordinance regarding sound standards. Um, this is regarding non-residential. We also received a memo that kind of talked about the A and the C pitch, and we had a workshop and planning commission with a wonderful expert that helped kind of give us more information on this. I would like to introduce Planning Director Mike Madison. Um, he would like to speak and maybe can address some specific questions. Okay, thank you, Commissioner Lothers. Uh, Mr. Chairman, good evening, members of the commission. I just want to real quickly, first of all, uh, recognize Dr. William Bowlby uh, sitting there in the front row. Uh, Dr. Bowlby is a, a very renowned expert in this field, and, and uh, we're fortunate to have someone like that work on this especially someone basically from our backyard. Uh, uh, Mr. Bowlby, Dr. Bowlby lives in Brentwood uh, and has spent a lot of time in this community. He's typically working in other communities, so I think he's appreciated the opportunity to, to work, uh, you know, for a local uh, jurisdiction like this. So we, I wanted to recognize his good work on this. Um, other than that, I think that uh, uh, Commissioner Lovers did a good job with the explanation. We're basically doing two things uh, with this. First, we're consolidating all the sound references into one place. Um, currently, they're kind of scattered around different places. And so just from an organizational standpoint, this is going to be an improvement. And then secondly, uh, Dr. Bowlby has, has kind of brought us into the, you know, the, the 20 cent, 21st century, so to speak, uh, with, the, with the standards. And, and I think these are, are, are ones that will serve us well. Thanks. Right. Commissioner Dwight Jones. 
two questions. So Hang on. We're switched. Tracking. Oh, that is. You're talking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Turn your phone. Switched up. Mine's on. <laughs> All right, Mike. I'll be Judy for right now. Me and her complain enough as it is. What What brought this on? Uh, so, we we currently have sound standards in the zoning ordinance that apply to certain non-residential uses. And sometimes the Planning Commission or the Board of Zoning Appeals have had items on their agenda where sound has been an issue. And so I think both of those boards at times have felt like the current standards probably just need to be brought up more up to date. And so uh, that was a request that came from uh, both of those boards. All right, so how are we going to enforce this, if, if I may, Chairman, to follow up? Yeah. And I will defer the enfor any enforcement questions to uh, That's Ms. good. I, I'm glad she's uh, coming up, too. <laughs> Get everybody on it. That sounds scary. <laughs> uh, Christy Ransom, good to see all of you. Happy birthday, Commissioner Beathard. Um, so, enforcement. What we're going to have to do is, just like with any other zoning ordinance, uh, enforcement matter is if we receive a complaint, then we'll investigate it and we'll notify the um, person who is violating the zoning ordinance and give them the opportunity to correct it. As far as literally enforcing it, we'll have to actually purchase some equipment to be able to take these measurements. And we're going to work with Dr. Bowlby to help us identify the best um, type of equipment that will help us identify both the A scale and the C scale. So, and then we'll just pursue it just like any other zoning violation. So if I may, Chairman. Okay. So we've had these standards. We're lowering these standards. And now, all of a sudden, we're going to buy equipment to enforce these standards. No, we've had equipment. It's just that now that we're making them more specific and therefore more fair to the people that are actually using them and the neighbors of these users, um, it will be more accurate. Because before, we didn't have the scale identified. Um, and so we weren't able to measure the difference between the higher sounds and the deeper sounds. Right. And this is actually creating the scale for both of those measurements. And so we'll need some equipment that actually will measure that now. So now we already have some, it's just, it's not gonna work for these newer, more accurate standards. Thank you. Commissioner Sturgeon. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I just want to understand this better. I remember when I first became a commissioner and 4th of July came along, I got all these phone calls from irate residents about you know, fireworks going off in unincorporated county. Mm -hmm. And when I investigated, I was told that counties couldn't have an or sound ordinance that municipalities could. So if you lived in unincorporated county, tough, tough luck. So I thought, okay, I guess no ordinances. And now I see this and I'm wondering how is this applied? Is this countywide? Is this applied only under certain zones? And what ha I mean, is this a problem if somebody wants to bush hog their lot and it starts to make a lot of noise? Is this going to be a prohibited activity? So I just have a lot of questions about what's happening here. Sure. Okay. Well, first of all, this is not a noise ordinance. We don't have one of those and we don't have one of those. These are just standards that are associated with the zoning authority. So regulating noise is a different authority. That's not what we're doing. What we are regulating are the sounds that are created by certain non-residential uses only, and not even all of them. 
So for instance, if somebody has a chicken in their backyard, a rooster waking somebody up, this ain't gonna do anything with that. If somebody has a big piece of property and they wanna run their four wheelers, this is not gonna do anything with that. So nothing on residential property and only certain uses, non-residential uses, um, it will apply and for the most part, we'll be asking people to tell us on the front end when they come in with their use, what kind of sound are you gonna be emitting as part of your use? For instance, an industrial use that comes in. Like and in the residential, and, and the numbers are different, the measurement is different depending on who's hearing it, whether it's a residential or ag or another industrial business. Mm -hmm. um, and that was what Dr. Volby helped us kind of establish, the, a more fair um, measurement standard for all involved. But it would apply to like ag if somebody has a farm. No, because we're not uh, we're not imposing uh, sound standards on an ag use. Um, I believe maybe an ag support use is one, and Mike can answer that a little better, like a farm winery. And that's only for ones that are coming in from here on out. We're not going to retro apply. So no, nothing in people's private backyards or whatever, fireworks, like you said, no, we're not going to do that. It's only for non certain non-residential uses uh, out in the county that are approved after this. And we're going to encourage more mitigation of that than having to go out and ding somebody because it was too loud. Yeah. Can you just give me some examples of what somebody could complain about? that would cause you to go out there with your equipment and start measuring things? Well, the, the one that we get the most calls about, which are not often, let me just put that out there. Um, weddings, the bass sounds from DJs at 9.30 at night at a reception at a wedding in a barn. Mm -hmm. um, we get calls from the people saying they can feel the bass um, in their bedroom. That's a problem. And so part of this is encouraging the use an, a barn wedding use or whatever, um, to mitigate that sound better by insulation of the building. Or you can even um, measure that. What we've done is work with, uh, before updating this, we've worked with some of those users, uh, the wedding venue people, to actually do measurements themselves and show us ahead of time. And, and actually they brought in, one in particular, brought in a sound engineer to make sure they weren't emitting that even at the property line. So um, that, that's, that's the best example that I have because those, the few calls that we get, those are the ones, it's really the base sound. <laughs> and, and before we had the C scale level, we weren't able to even regulate that because the A scale doesn't properly um, measure the lower base sounds like that. So if somebody lives next to like a 100 acre farm and they start bush hogging their land, they, they and they call you all and complain that it's emitting too much noise at the property line, would you respond to that or not? No, we would say we wouldn't regulate that because that's just the private property owner bush hogging their own property. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks Thank you. for the explanation. Did I say anything wrong? Okay. Just making sure. Are there any other questions? Um. Okay. Commissioner Lothers. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think what would be educational, because you've done a great job of explaining this to us in the Planning Commission, can you explain that if, if some, a neighbor does have an issue with a neighbor with some kind of exacerbated sound, that's totally through a different division of enforcement, it's more like a civil type matter? Do you mind just kind of covering that? Uh, yes. I mean, we do get, like your question, we do get people call codes and complain about their neighbor running their four-wheelers um, or 
the kids next door with a bonfire and their music really loud and um, that's not something that government will address with these standards with the old standards that's not what we do they would have to handle that as a civil matter like you were um, suggesting Commissioner Lothers um, as like a nuisance claim um, they would have to handle that in civil court or just a letter from their attorney or whatever but that that's a that's a private matter in relation to the neighbor and between neighbors that's how that would be handled sure any other questions How often are we receiving these complaints? Uh, you know, um, John Bledsoe, our Coast Compliance Director, would probably be better to answer that. He's not here, but not enough that I get called on him. So he, he might get some calls and respond and um, say whether it's something that we can enforce or not. I'm, I'm the attorney that helps him enforce stuff, and they don't make it to my desk. So. What's it going to cost us for this new equipment that you've got to have to go out and measure it? I have a couple of questions there, Chrissy, about that. You're going to you're going to tell me you're coming out to my place because my bass is too loud because I like a loud bass, just to make an odd example. Mm -hmm. By the time you get there, you think I'm still going to be playing it? it? And that's and that's something that we've talked about. Um, and the other thing that we talked about, and the good thing is because this is going forward, we're going to have to figure out, you know, obviously some some tweaks to that but um, the way it would work it, it's it's just like a zoning violation now um, we get a complaint from a neighbor we as a codes department uh, but, but we don't have a definition of what that violation is right now how loud can it be and you be in violation well and that's what these standards are doing they're actually putting those numbers in there more accurately than what they are now um, and so what we would do is if we received a complaint from a neighbor, say from, a, a, I'll just say a wedding venue because that's where we get those calls from, then when there's another one, we'll go out and measure. Or, as I said, we'll contact the, um, the user, the, the entity approved to do that use, and tell them we've received this complaint and ask them to, to take some measurements and show us that they're not violating it. So but we would go out at the next event and, and take measurements. L let me tell you one that happens at my house all the time. Seven <laughs> or eight really loud motorcycles really go back and forth. Mm -hmm. How are you going to catch them? Mr. Sheriff, you know how to do that, I'm sure. Well, no, but that's I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny when I right, say but, that. But we're not regulating <clears throat> someone just riding their motorcycle. It's, it's only uses emitted by certain non-residents. That may be a bigger nuisance and problem than the guy's base in the backyard because he's excited. I understand, <laughs> but that's not that's that's a separate type of authority, and we're are we looking for something to time. do here, Christy? No, nope, no, sir. You don't know how many times this complaint is being levied. Well, I, I know that that it's enough that if we do have standards, we need to have standards that are fair and measurable, so that if I do ever have to go to court and enforce them, I can explain to the court why they're justified, and we don't have that now, um, and and I think. As a matter of, and this is just me like editorializing now, as a matter of operating a business, you're responsible for how your business affects those around you, whether it's noise or anything else. This is just establishing standards that not only are fair and measurable, um, but also defensible if I, I do have to go and um, eventually get to the place where I'm enforcing But if the business through the wall is making a lot of noise and it affects your business, it, would, this affect, would this apply there? 
in the city of Franklin or Brentwood? No, not in the city limits. This is only out in the unincorporated county. So if it's in the city, the cities do have noise ordinances, and that's a whole other ball of wax that I don't claim any knowledge of. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and Joe could answer the question about the equipment. We currently have equipment, but it only measures one scale, which is the A scale. Okay. Part of what, uh, part of the problem we've had, and it has been largely due with wedding venues, are the, where when a wedding venue comes through, there is a requirement that they contain the sound on site. The bass sound is a very difficult sound. I understand that. The equipment will run about anywhere from $2,600 to $3,000. That's, oh, that, that's available. The, you asked the question about number of events. Uh, we haven't for a couple of years, but we also had COVID the past two years, you know, where the wedding venues have been I wouldn't say shut down, Commissioner, but, but I'd before say that, largely big detailed, yeah, that, that, you know, that we've been working on this for probably 18 months, and it was response to a couple of wedding venues that we were getting complaints on that they were, first of all, that the neighbors were complaining in the, when the wedding venue was approved that they, they were concerned about the sound, and then as they actually showed up, yeah, they were getting some sound, and so we've been working on that, but I would... I would offer this one reason why there hadn't been many lately I would attribute to the fact that wedding venues have been a little less uh, frequent over these past two years. We'll find out pretty quick this year whether or not with, with that because they will be back I think in all their glory. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other questions? Seeing none I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 15 yes, 3 no. Resolution is approved. Passes. Next, we have another public hearing. This will have a public hearing regarding a resolution amending Article 6 and 23 of the Williamson County Zoning Ordinance regarding natural gas transmission lines in accordance with Tennessee Code Annotated 13-3-414. This time, we will open the public hearing. Anyone wishing to speak to this, please come forward. State your name and address for the record. Anyone wishing to speak to this? Going once. Going twice, public hearings closed. Resolution 3-22-2, a resolution amending Article 6 and 23 of the Williams County Zoning Ordinance regarding natural gas transmission lines in accordance with the Tennessee Code Annotated 13-3-414. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Herbert, Planning Commission was eight in favor, zero against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Lothers. Um, Do you have it? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. This one is. You want to call on Mike? You know, I need to call on Mike because I, I'm not. I don't have a memo on that one, Mike. No, that's that's fine. So, yeah. 
Um, this one is really something that was handed down to us from the state. Okay. Uh, they, they enacted some new legislation requiring um, people to notify them if a development is within a certain distance of a mm -hmm. natural gas pipeline. And so we're simply codifying that requirement that the state has passed down to us. Thank you. Are there any questions? Commissioner Dwight Jones. We said in Nashville back in county government day, there was some talk about some natural gas uh, litigation and stuff. Is any of this pertain to what's in the house right now? Or is this all laws that have already been enacted? This amendment is, is in response to State. laws that were already enacted. Any other questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 17 yes, 1 no. Resolution is approved. We have another public hearing. A, pu a public hearing on the resolution to amend Article 17 of the Williamson County Zoning Ordinance regarding parking standards. The public hearing is now open. If you wish to speak to this, please come to the podium. State your name and address for the record. Going once. Going twice. Public hearing is closed. Resolution 3-22-3. A resolution to amend Article 17 of the Williamson County Zoning Ordinance regarding parking standards. The motion by Commissioner Lothers, the second by Commissioner Steve Smith. The Planning Commission was 840 against. Uh, explanation, please, Commissioner Lothers. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Section 1706 of the Zoning Ordinance outlines parking standards, including identifying the number of parking spaces required for specific land use types. And for most land use types, the prescribed number of parking spaces works well in ensuring an appropriate level of parking. However, there are certain land use types that have been varied parking demand characteristics, making it difficult to establish a single parking standard that will work reliably well. The zoning ordinance allows these types to establish minimum parking standards based on parking demand study. So recent church and school projects have highlighted the fact that these uses also have varying parking demands. So depending on the specific programming, for example, churches with multiple services and schools with stadiums and other traffic generating components would be better served using a parking demand study to determine the minimum parking standards. So this is what this um, recommendation and resolution would do. Commissioner Dwight Jones. I looked through this in section 1706D, it, everything that you wiped out says that. Where is section 1706D at? Because we didn't get that one. In our so section 17, the, the, the section you're referencing uh, is where it talks about those certain uses and what they need to do in terms of demonstrating their parking demands. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we've already got quite a few of those that are that are like that, we're, we're now lumping churches and schools into that category to provide more flexibility so that a one size fits all 
you know, that currently doesn't work very well can be modified to um, have a standard that is based on their actual needs. All right. So if a church uses a school and they park all over the property, all up the road, what is our standards on that? Who, I mean, there's no way some of these churches that are using our schools are meeting our parking requirements. So I'm trying to figure out we're changing all this to accomplish what? Well, the only thing we're changing is we're, we're adding schools and, and churches to, those, to the uses that, that can take advantage of this. And so, for example, you know, some of the schools recently have said, hey, you know, the, the, the minimum and maximum spaces that are currently prescribed in the zoning ordinance don't work well for us because we've got this stadium or we've got other uses. So this would allow them to say, all right, here, here's our programming on this site, and therefore here are our parking needs, and we can accept that in, instead of trying to, to kind of buttonhole them into something that doesn't work. Same thing with churches. You know, a lot of times they'll have you know, two services concurrently, or they may have Sunday school going on at the same time they've got worship, uh, or, or what, whatever it may be. So this is simply adding more flexibility and not making it so rigid for those uses. I, I guess my point, though, if it's making it more flexibility, why are we having parking issues? And I'm not sure which ones you're referring to specifically. Westwood Elementary. Okay. So anything, anything new that comes in, you know, that's in our jurisdiction, if there's a church school combination use, um, you know, we've got standards for both of those. And now we would have them do a, a demand study showing us what their needs are. And there are, and we have a way to, to check that based on certain national criteria. And so I don't, I don't think that we'd be getting in situations currently with our regulations for new uses where you're going to have that problem. That's, that's, that's an existing use. And I'm not familiar with the circumstance. <coughs> Commissioner Lawrence. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Good evening, Mike. Just one quick question. Is this okay. going to... All right, hang on, Greg. Uh, is, your, <coughs> is your button... Is your... Are you flashing? Mm. No, just your... No, All right. Press it. All right. Now okay. Try. All right. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, just a quick question, Mike. Yeah. Is this going to require us to add more parking spaces to any of our schools? Uh, the, the, the circumstances we've been seeing is they want more parking than our ordinance allows. And, and they don't feel like, in some cases, there's enough uh, for them. This would, in some cases, maybe allow them to have less, sometimes maybe more. Again, depending on how their, 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 their use operates and what, what components, like a stadium or or so forth they may have. Okay, so do you know specific schools that need more parking that are asking uh, for this? Uh, uh, Page yeah, with, with an addition is is one of those that are, to my recollection. But we don't really have land out there to add more parking, do we? Um, well, as you know, they've, they've come in with different uh, building projects that, right. that may have parking requirements. And frankly, the, the, the new schools often will will uh, be in that situation as well okay thank you commissioner sturgeon thank you chairman um i just want to be sure i understand 
This is for new projects and new uses, right? That is correct. So it's not, I take it that schools and churches were lumped into a more general category and now you're pulling them out and making different requirements for them specifically, is that correct? That is right, yeah. So the only time it would affect an existing school is if there's an existing school or church that feels they don't have enough parking and now they're applying to you all to expand their parking. That or if they're doing an addition okay. to the school that, that kicks the parking yeah. or needs building, into question. Or building something brand new. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're just doing this to make it easier for them to make an application for their project. And, and it's right. not just to make it easier, it's, it's to make sure that the parking that they have is suitable and adequate for their, for needs, their needs and not too much or too small. Gotcha, all right, thank you. You bet. Are there any other questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 15 yes, 3 no. I turned that off. The resolution passes. Sorry about that. Reminder to turn your phones off, <coughs> which I thought I had done. Next up is resolution 3-22-4, a resolution of the Wim County Board of County Commissioners approval of an intent to fund a 15 million for new construction of an elementary school on East Cox. Uh, the motion by Commissioner Bethard, the second by Commissioner Ricky Jones. The school board was 10-4-0 against. Education committee was 3-4-0 against. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation please, Commissioner Jones, I believe you were chair that day. Yes, this is, uh, we've already funded uh, 21 million on this and this is the remaining 15 million uh, Mark is here if you have any questions about this. All right, uh, Commissioner Lawrence. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I do have a question. So it's a 15 million resolution. We got 46.3 million in our, our uh, impact fee fund. What, does this not meet the criteria for us to be able to use those funds for this? Is that Mayor a Nina, maybe a Nina, Nina question? It's a question. Why, why can't we use the impact fee fund? Um, we will be looking at the projects that are currently on the books, um, all the intent to funds to see what qualifies. And yes, this does, but we do look at the impact fee as a portion of the funding as a whole. So we will evaluate those and come back to you and um, recommend which ones should be funded by the impact fee. And when will you make that decision? We are currently going through the budget process and we're not completely through um, with that process. So it'll probably be um, late spring or uh, the summer. Okay, so is the goal to to spend down the 46 million to as close to zero as possible by a certain time frame, 
by the end of the budget year, into next year, what's, what's the timeline criteria for that? We do evaluate these as they come each year. We take them on a calendar year basis. Um, they have to be expended within five years of collection. Um, so we look at those each calendar year to see how much money has come in for that year. So at the end of the year, we will make this decision? Well, we have what's on the books from the previous years. So we will look at the total as a whole once we get through our full budget process. Okay. All right. Thank you, Nina. Commissioner Herbert. No. Y'all hear me now? I know you go in the fall to finance the bonds, and I know not the spring anymore, but with the, I guess, forecast of interest rates going up in the next few months, are y'all thinking about going to do any bond refinance, I mean, financing in the next, like in the spring, well, which would be around now? We have not evaluated that at this point. Are y'all going to look at it, see if it's... Uh, we can. We'll start looking at that as we go through our budget process um, and just take that into account as we go forward. Okay, thank you. Are there any other questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button, opposed your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. <laughs> Resolution 3-22-6. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-2022 county general budget by $81,706.78. Let me say that right. $81,706.78. Revenues to come from victim assessment fees. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. The budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, the courts collect victim assessment fees uh, on, uh, on those appropriate cases. Those funds have to be uh, budgeted and go to a program uh, known as Victims of Crime Assistance Program, 21st District Incorporated. Are there any questions? That's just a typo on the screen because it's not in the... Uh, Yeah, it's, it's not in the body of the resolution anywhere, so that's just a typo from them. Are there any other questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button, opposed your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 3-22-7, 
resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 election commission budget by $62,279, revenues to come from contributions from other governments. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. The budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Smith. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this is from the uh, municipal Franklin municipal election last year, and uh, uh, the city has made a contribution to offset the cost incurred by the election commission. <coughs> Are there any questions? <clears throat> Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. The resolution passes. Resolution 3-22-8. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Register of Deeds budget by $80,040. Revenues to come from document recording fees. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. The budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, these are recording fees that are received by the Register of Deeds Office, and they are being allocated to provide some uh, uh, equipment for the office. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 3-22-9. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-2022 Health Department budget by $740.43, revenues to come from other state revenue. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Guffey. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. This is a, a grant from the state to uh, uh, allow us to purchase car seats and other um, uh, child safety uh, restraint devices. Uh, and are amending their budget to allow for that. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 3-22-10. Resolution accepting donations and appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Animal Control Capital Projects budget by $53,850, revenues to come from donations. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Method. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. These are various donations that came in for the capital project of uh, the Animal Control Center, uh, a number of them. Uh, in particular were in honor of uh, 
former Commissioner Judy Hayes, who was very much involved in that project. Would like to, to thank the, the Arthur Mead bench and the Clayton Cole Crawford bench and paver and Ann Logan Catio uh, for the donations, as well as Judy Hayes. Yes. Excuse me. Are there any other questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. And would you change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 3-22-11. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 animal control budget by $1,000. Revenues to come from Greater Good Charities for the Feline Foster Heroes 2021 winner. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Herbert. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this is um, another <laughs> contribution we've received from the uh, Greater Good Charities involving our, uh, our work with cat adoption. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 3-22-12. Resolution authorizing the Williams County Mayor to enter into an agreement with the State of Tennessee Department of Military Tennessee Emergency Management Agency and appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Emergency Management Agency budget by $20,000. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. The Law Enforcement and Public Safety Committee was 5-4-0 against. Budget Committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Smith. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think I'm still confused by this one. We had... Uh... Uh, a lot of discussion about this, but uh, it is a grant from the state uh, of $20,000, and the county is going to be responsible for providing $5,000. Is that correct? That's good. That's already in that's, their budget. So. That's what I thought, and it's already in the budget, so ask for your approval. Are there any questions? <coughs> Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 3-22-14. Resolution to raise the compensation paid to Williamson County Election Commissioners effective July 1st, 2021, 22. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Bethard. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this is simply raising the Election Commission compensation to that of other boards uh, that uh, have volunteers operating uh, uh, for us in the county and it's a 
$10 a month yeah. raise. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Late filed resolution 3-22-15. Resolution for the American Rescue Plan Act for broadband funding and guidance as it relates to United Communications. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. The budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I will address both these at the same time. They're very similar. Just to let everyone know, there have been five providers that expressed an interest in building new broadband infrastructure in the county, and three of those are expected to apply for grants with the Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development. Uh, tonight we have these two resolutions before us. The purpose is to show the state that we have a strong interest in providing a portion of our county's AR ARPA funds toward these grants if we're so fortunate to receive them from the state. The reason these are late filed is the Department of Education, uh, Community Development revised the grant application, what they will use for the scoring of these grant requests. Having a letter in front of them from the provider and from us that we will agree to fund part of the provider's cost will leverage that grant and help us to get the state grant for these projects. The other part of it is I happened to be at a seminar a couple weeks ago and that's when I found out because the broadband coordinator told the group. So immediately I came back and called and said, do we need to change this? Oh yes, you do. And so I did and asked you to do this. The grants are due tomorrow at 2 p.m. The resolutions show the providers for Williamson County be Comcast, and this is what they've asked for. Comcast requested 10% of their total, $17,256,071, or for us to be willing to go up to a maximum of $1,725,607. United Te Telecommunications asked for a 15% grant of their request, which would be three million that we would match if they receive the state grants. Comcast and United both state their plans will cover over 3,000 customers that are currently unserved or underserved by broadband in our county. This includes households and businesses. These grants will cover different parts of the county, mostly in the southwestern part, but also some parts in the eastern part of the county. And I'll just note that I found out today that in the eastern part of the county, United has received a grant from the United States Department of Agriculture. I didn't know they were doing broadband, but evidently they are. So some of those folks over the College Grove area may benefit from that, which is a separate grant. These grants are expected to be rewarded by the summer, June to July of 2022, and the projects using these grants have to be completed in three years from the day of the grant, and that grant process comes in September of 2026. As I've told the Budget Committee and others, the providers must provide a minimum download speed of 100 millibytes per second and an upload speed of 20 millibytes per second under the rules of this grant. So, Mr. Chair, I'll answer any other questions. Commissioner Hester. You're on. Uh, thank you. Uh, 
I want to thank Commissioner Webb for all the work that he's done on this and in the second district in Bethesda, College Grove, Flat Creek, we've got some folks who really need broadband. Uh, we obviously, when we had the situation where schools were remotely done, we had folks who had to go to the public library and sit outside the library looking for a hot spot. So, so they could, the students could do homework, but I appreciate your support on, and I know that Commissioner Herbert would as well on, on these two resolutions. Thank you. Commissioner Sturgeon. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I'm, the money that we're using to match, is this, is this the ARPA money that we're getting? Yes. Okay, so it's not coming out of the general fund or anything no. like that. If, if for some reason these two d resolutions didn't exist, what would the money go to instead? That's not been determined. All this is doing is saying that we'll commit, we'll tell the Department of Economic Community Development that we're willing to have skin in the game. Mm -hmm. And that gives us more points on the scorecard where Comcast and United are providing. If they awarded the grants, then we would fund those. That would be a resolution that have to come back before you to actually fund those out of the ARPA funds. Okay, so Comcast and United, they don't have the grants yet. So they do not. They're, they're filed if tomorrow. they don't get the grants, then we don't spend this if, money. If they fail with their grants, then we do not spend the money. Okay. And this is the maximum. The Let's say they fail to get the grants. What would this money go towards instead? That's not been decided yet. <clears throat> it would be some kind of COVID relief Right. Or health. There would be measure. something under the guidelines that uh, are put out by the United States Treasury under their final rules right. or amended under those same rules, I will say enhanced rather than amended by either Economic Development or TDEC or the uh, Comptroller's Office mm -hmm. or the Finance Administration Office. There are a lot of fingers in this money. Yeah. Well, I do want to say thank you because I know you've been working really hard on all this. Thanks. Commissioner Lothers. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just I think I echo what maybe has already been said. I really show appreciation. I'll tell you, within the last six months, this has probably been my, one of my number one emails. I know Chairman Little for you also. We have a lot of District 5 folks in the rural community that will benefit from this also. As many of you know, the east side of our county is one of our fastest growing parts of our county because there's a lot more, as we learned from the comprehensive plan, process there's a lot more undeveloped land that's being sold and potentially developed but unfortunately you know we need to catch up with the technology for all these families and folks just as we've all expressed so again thank you very much mr chair i will say that a uh, a new company out of kansas conicon ask um did not ask for money but they plan to uh, file tomorrow and uh, AT&T and Charter Communications have said they will file without financial support from us. So that's where we get a total of five companies that plan to apply somehow to serve uh, Williamson County with enhanced broadband. Are there any other questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. The resolution passes.
<clears throat> Late filed resolution 3-22-16. Resolution for the American Rescue Plan Act for broadband funding and guidance as it relates to Comcast. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. Uh, Mr. Chair, thank you. I think I've explained it, but I will answer if someone else has a question. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote? Commissioner Sturgeon, you're blinking to speak. Does that just... Any wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 18 yes, zero no. Thank you, Jeff. Resolution passes. That concludes the agenda. Does anyone else have any business to come before the commission? Second. We are adjourned.